The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. 56% of job seekers say their biggest challenge is finding a job that matches their qualifications, according to an Express Employment Professionals Harris Poll survey. The job search can be a lonely process, but Express Employment Professionals can be your one connection to finding a job that fits. Each year, hundreds of thousands of people find work through their local Express office. Find the location near you at ExpressPros.com. With no fees for job seekers, visit ExpressPros.com. Maller here. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full lineup of Kumo tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you. One of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. If you love to be remembered as the person who gives the best birthday gifts, I'm here to tell you that 1-800-Flowers.com is your ultimate birthday gifting destination. 1-800-Flowers has thoughtful and artfully created options that are guaranteed to deliver the best birthday surprise. Shop thousands of unique gifts at 1-800-Flowers.com for exclusive offers and great values. To order today, visit 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. Kaboom! If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic, a sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. 
Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes break free for something special. The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller starts right now. That it does, and we are in the air everywhere. The vast power of iHeart, the global reach of podcasting as we are uh, everywhere you can download the podcast heard weekly, even when my tongue is all mangled. I, I'm such a glutton for punishment coming in here, especially having to work with David Gascon. I mean, my God, what a nightmare. But uh, it is all part of the iHeart podcast network available wherever you get your podcast. You can hear uh, this show, and uh, I like to give you the menu. I, I, I'm told you don't need to do this in a podcast, but um, what the hell? Now, normally... If this was a successful podcast, I would be reading like a, a Joe Rogan, like seven minutes of commercials. Uh, there are no commercials I'm reading right now. Zero, Zippo, Bubkiss. That's a bad job by you. Buy a damn commercial. Uh, anyway, uh, on the menu today, uh, we have the Apology Tour, Wordy, Study This, because I love that. And uh, also we will have, it's in the bag, uh, your your questions, our answers, and don't stick to sports. Uh, bizarre jambalaya of craziness from around the uh, the world and none of them really sports uh, stories. You, you will be enthralled uh, with uh, this show unless you're not. It, I, I have been told by someone on Twitter, that the fifth hour with Ben Maller is like a, a Norman Rockwell painting from back in the old days. Uh, it's like apple pie and baseball. It's all of those things. And uh, Gascon, are, are you awake? i got to carry this show. Are you there, Gascon? I think that's a huge compliment to to me, right? Because that I have to carry you on my back, even when my tongue is all messed up. Still, you're playing this up way too much. No, I am not. Uh, I am not. Uh, I should send out a photo of my throbbing uh, tongue, which is uh, is in a great amount of it. You can literally see the agony. All right, and then you will uh, you will suddenly change your tune. So has the missus put you on the injured reserve list then? That's the bigger question. Well, she has tried to, and I have pushed back. I actually did feel better. Here's the problem, Gascon, and I, I have a great medical background from years of practicing <laughs> medicine on radio uh, and helping athletes, sanitize athletes, clean them up, fix athletes, uh, and all that. But, uh, yeah, so I, I, I typically the way it goes is I'll feel better during the day because I'm not talking. Uh, and I'll do the usual bells and whistles, the, the, the stuff to, to treat it, the injury, when you bite your tongue really bad. Uh, but then the problem is I, I go in and do the show, and then by the second segment of the overnight show, uh, it is uh, freaking brutal, man. It is. Uh, so it's, it's basically rinse, wash, repeat. And so I just have to batten down the hatches. Now, I'm hoping that this weekend... Uh, where you know this podcast is being aired, that while that's going on, uh, ta-da! I will uh, I will have uh, no longer uh, the uh, the pain there, but uh, I, it's quite the doohickey what, that I've uh, developed. Here. I, I don't know the origin of the story. What did you do to bite it onto your tongue pretty hard? Well, thanks for listening to the show. I I'm usually about asleep it all week. that uh, time. Appreciate that. Uh, very very loyal, very supportive. Uh, thank you. Uh, well, you know, a, a Sunday, uh, my wife was working, and I made a pizza. Oh, boy. Uh, I like to make pizza on Sunday watching football, because that's a man's food, pizza. Pizza and football. And so I uh, made the pie, and just like normal, 
uh, nothing spectacular. I mean, there were a few issues actually making the pie because the uh, the pizza stuck to the pan, which was a pain in the ass. But but anyway, um, I, I got it done, and I uh, cut the pizza. I made it from scratch, cut it up, put a couple pieces on my plate, went, sat down to watch. Uh, this was like the early part of the late TV window. So I had the, the Rams game on. I had the, the, the Cardinals-Seahawks. Um, I was flipping around to a couple different games. I forget. Well, there were a couple other ones. Broncos-Jaguars, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Minshew mania. <laughs> Gardner Minshew, who I keep calling Gary for some reason. I don't know why. But, but, but anyway, so I I'm, I'm sit down and eat the pizza, and uh, you know, I, I, I bite into the pizza, and fine, second bite, uh, and then I, I made a, a miscalculation. And uh, I was in deep water. Uh, my tongue uh, was in, it, it just got bitten really bad. And uh, yeah, I figured, oh, it's no big deal. I mean, I mean what kind of wuss uh, is upset with a bitten tongue? But uh, I have the only job that you can have where if you have an injured tongue, it's a problem. Well, two, you're also married, so... Marital needs uh, come into play, so well clearly. Yeah. That's why I was curious if your wife put you on the injury reserve list because right now you're you're not doing too much. You can't slug as as much as you possibly well, can. I mean, I, I'm in the injury tent. Somebody pointed out that I uh, sound occasionally like Lou Holtz because there's a little bit of a lisp there, but it's not my fault, so I don't feel shame in that. I don't have any real vanity about that because uh, it's an injury. Are you purposely trying to derail the pro- the podcast? Because every week it sounds like your voice is just shitty when you first kick it off, and now you yeah. add this element. These are like different things that I have to overcome to promote this podcast, which is... Well, there, there is no promotion. You do nothing. That's uh, the, there, there is absolutely nothing. I, I know you have the gag-on parody account that you've run, but uh, other than that, I mean, what are we talking about here? Well, and, uh, yeah, my goal is to sabotage this. Every week, how can I f up the podcast? How can I how can I shit all over the podcast? <laughs> that is my goal every week. Okay, and how am I doing? Am I doing good? I, I, I think it's kind of fair, right? Because you're because yeah. your colleagues torpedo your show Monday through Friday, <laughs> and so now you torpedo your own podcast. Yeah. Every- well, I learned I learned how to destroy a radio show from years <laughs> of being a witness to the radio show being destroyed. The journey to a smoke free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zen for a spin. Zen nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Ready to start your new journey? Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge. Enjoy Zen nicotine pouches for 10 days and discover a fresher way to experience nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Here's how to get started with the Zen 10 Challenge. Simply pick your strength and varieties online and check out. Once your Zen nicotine pouches arrive in the mail, enjoy pure nicotine satisfaction at your leisure. After your 10-day trial, let us know what you think. If Zen isn't for you, no hard feelings. It's that simple. Order online at Zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com to start your new journey today with the Zen 10 Challenge. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Maller here. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation the right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full lineup of Redestein tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Redestein test results tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash SportsTireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. And so I figured, uh, why not? Why not go... The other way. Speaking of which, we got to put yeah. this out there, but I want to ask you before asking any of the listeners on this, when are we going to have our first guest and in what kind of capacity will he or she be on the show? Are we going to get a sports figure, a coach, a political junkie, an entertainer? Like, where are we going yeah. with this next? Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Get right to the romance and find the way to wow this Valentine's with 1-800-Flowers.com. From classic roses and bouquets to decadent chocolate-covered berries, gourmet treats, and more. 
Surprise your Valentine with 1-800-Flowers.com. Right now, get the 18-stem Enchanted Rose Medley for $39.99 or upgrade to 24 red roses for $10 more. Go to 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination, our sense of wonder, and our family bonds grow too. Because when we disconnect from this and connect with this, we reconnect with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. And we're live here outside the Perez family home just waiting for the... And there they go! Almost on time this morning. Mom is coming out the front door strong with a double-arm kid carry. Looks like Dad has the bags. Daughter is bringing up the rear. Oh, but the diaper bag wasn't closed. Diapers and toys are everywhere. Ooh, but Mom has just nailed the perfect car seat buckle for the toddler. And now the eldest daughter, who looks to be about 9 or 10, has secured herself in the booster seat. Dad zips the bag closed, and they're off. Ah, but looks like Mom doesn't realize her coffee cup is still on the roof of the car. And there it goes. Oh, that's a shame. That mug was a fam favorite. Don't sweat the small stuff. Just nail the big stuff. Like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Learn more at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. All right, so uh, here's the way I look at this. Now, I, I, I know that the podcast game, a lot of it is dependent on uh, people love interviews. They love hearing famous people. There's a lot of celebrity worship and all that. I get it. I'm not uh, much different. I... Uh, when I listen to certain podcasts that are in my rotation, and if I see a, a guest I recognize, I will be more likely to download that episode of the podcast. I, I understand that, but that a couple things. It's not what we normally do, but I I, I like I, I I don't mind doing the interviews here, uh, and I think it would be good. This is the perfect format. So I, I, I'd I like to bring on some people, like a, a wide range of people. The problem is, Gascon, the second thing here is, you know, they, they, you don't like production meetings. You, you're, you're like the laziest guy in the West. Wait, what the uh, fuck and, are you talking so, about? I send well, you content I'll, I'll you. throughout the entire week that you actually use on your radio show. No, that is a lie. You no, use words and texts I send you with your opening monologue. No, that yes, that is incorrect. You don't even no, give me credit for that. What do you want me you, you think that you're, you're being, I'm not admiring you. You, you don't, no. Yes. Uh, uh, no. Okay. Listen to me, Gascon. Okay. Uh, this show, I'll, I'll this inside radio, or, or in this case, inside podcasting. So I roll into the studio, three hours of sleep, right? Three you, hours of sleep. You roll and, out of uh, bed. I, I roll into this, this studio that we do the podcast from. And uh, Gascon, uh, no, uh, hey, what are we talking about today? None of that. It's totally amateur and uh, just wants to turn the mics on and start talking and figure it out as we go. What a, what a minor league operation. I've had to work with you. How well, dare you? Budget podcasting for a budget show, right? Wow. Unbelievable. <laughs> no, and, and no, hey, how's your tongue? Uh, none of that. Uh, I mean, what's up with that? Because, well, one, I'm talking to you for the next couple of hours. Two, I'm going to see you oh, later no. on today. 
Three, maybe I'll, not. I'll be hearing. I might for, call in sick. You're not going to call in sick. You don't even call in sick during the dog days of summer. You're not going to yeah. call in sick. Well, maybe right I'll now. change my ways here. Maybe There's I will be pressured and bullied into calling in sick. You, you got know. enough guys on your staff that take time off during football wow. season. I don't think wow. you're going to. I know Eddie's going to. Uh, that's a shot at Eddie, by the way. Eddie's going to Chicago. He'll miss some shows. Didn't he go to and, Europe two years ago? Yeah, uh, and no, he went to Europe a couple years ago. But now he's also he, he's going to Chicago for a Charger Bears game, <laughs> and we're trying to have him meet Doc Mike at Connie's Pizza in Chicago. Good call. And Doc's got his friend uh, Frankie. You've never met Doc Mike, have you? No, no. Uh, you got to meet Doc if you go to Chicago. You got to meet this guy. Uh, what an unbelievable character! Uh, I met him one time for a few hours in Kansas City. And uh, he is, he doesn't even know what a podcast is, so we can rip the shit out of him. But uh, he is bizarro world. I mean, I, I love the guy. He's quite a character. I, I don't know that I'd love him if I lived next door to him, but I don't live next door to him. And, uh, you know, he's done some of the ri- most ridiculous stuff of any Maller militia person. Doc Mike, who's been with me longer than like 99% of the people that, uh, that call the show and whatnot, the characters on the show. And, uh, I mean, going to Michael Vick, going to Leavenworth Prison to interview Michael Vick. No kidding. Yeah, yeah, when he was in jail. And and he uh, called me up outside Leavenworth Prison for like four nights in a row. And he kept going in thinking he was going to talk to Michael Vick. And and they kept denying him because Vick didn't know who the the hell he was or whatever. So uh, that was great. The goat head thing. He he called up as he was dropping off a goat head at uh, at Wrigley Field multiple times. Uh, the curse of the, the Billy Goat and all that, and occasionally that made national news. And uh, it, one of the funniest was the old mayor of Chicago, Rahm Emanuel. Uh, this guy after it was Cubs opening day, and Doc Mike, such a wackadoodle. Uh, he he shows up to Wrigley, and he drops. The goat head off at the Cubs' offices in a box, right? <laughs> so the secretary of the Cubs takes the the, the goat head. No, it was a goat head because she didn't open the box. It was for the owner of the Cubs. And then somebody in the Cubs' office opened the box. And surprise, surprise, surprise. Anyway, Rob Emanuel, uh, the mayor of Chicago at the time, uh, he got up on the microphone. And uh, he, he looked right in the camera. And he said... That the, the city of Chicago will use all police resources to find out who did this. Right. All right. We are we're going to spare no expense. You know, I'm giving a paraphrasing, and uh, and I was just laughing. I said, I can play the voicemail as he did it if you want. And I was like, so, <laughs> so stupid. And even Doc was like, Oh, the police don't care. They think he's stupid. They don't. They don't care. And they didn't. They never uh, never bothered. That's like what they did with Jesse Smollett. This is something straight out of that movie Seven. Have you ever seen that movie? Uh, no, I don't think I have. Seven was with Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman and Kevin Spacey, and Kevin Spacey is just this serial killer, and one of his final acts is he kills uh, Brad Pitt's wife. He was a detective at the time, David Mills, and he chops off her head, puts it in a box, and they go out in the middle of nowhere here in California, like out in the desert, and he opens up the box and sees that it is his wife's head, and she was on top of that. She was pregnant, too, so... Oh, that's wonderful. This is well, great. Really uplifting. That's a great movie. It's a solid movie. I'm sounds like a is that a kids movie? Yes, yes. Is that a it's, Disney it's, movie? It's PG, yes. It's available on Disney, also online. You can download it anytime. Like, yeah. Bambi's mom. 
If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen nicotine pouches, you can find many. Not only did Zen create the first ever nicotine pouch, we're still America's number one choice for smoke-free, spit-free nicotine satisfaction. It could be because Zen is made with only six simple ingredients, including naturally derived nicotine salt. Or maybe it's because Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day trial. For anyone worried Zen won't cut it like traditional tobacco, just ask one of the millions of people who have achieved lasting change. You have lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com slash find. That's zyn.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Maller here. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation the right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full lineup of Firestone tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Firestone test results and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash SportsTireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Um, they cut the head off. Guillotine. Right? <laughs> that's, a great, that's a great move, man. Like I got to meet Doc Mike now. Don't you think, like, Walt Disney was a sick bastard? I mean, all these moms dying in movies. Who wants their mom to die? I mean, everyone loves their mom, right? I mean, come on. Uh, well, it's ridiculous. How many movies? an asshole. You, how many movies do you have a girl or a woman dying, though? Cinderella well, comes back he, from the dead. Well, the, the, the traditional Hollywood story, damsel in distress and all that, you know, and the shining knight, uh, you know, the, 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 the knight Cinderella. in shining armor yeah. uh, riding in and all that. I mean, there's only... There's only a few different storylines. I mean, that's the odd thing about somebody in the movie business told me, explained the, uh, this to me uh, many, many years ago. And he was absolutely right that there's only, I don't know, I don't I have to look up. I, I wrote down what they were, but there's only a few different stories that are used in, in Hollywood. And uh, and that's it. I mean, the, 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 uh, and so it's it's odd the the way that people write. But anyway, that's not something to talk about here. I guess. I mean, well, I mean, do you watch a lot of HBO or Showtime shows? Uh, not a lot. I mean, I I've loved some of the stuff on HBO, but I don't I don't have a DVR right now, so I don't record a lot of stuff. Uh, so it's pretty much I have to, if I have to be up watching. Uh, we have HBO on demand, so I guess I can watch stuff on there. Yeah, but, you got uh, HBO no, Go I mean, though. Somebody has to tell me something that's like, hey, I got to watch that. Well, okay, so season one of True Detective was fantastic with Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson. Uh, another show that's fantastic that's ending at the start of next year is Homeland. Uh-huh. Uh, Claire Danes is in that. She's just uh, she's diabolical, but she's uh, she's fantastic. A lot of that show is just based on current events of today's political atmosphere. So you see a lot yeah. of crossover. But those two shows come to my mind just immediately to jump out. They're obviously a lot different from what we see in the regular landscape of CBS and Fox and NBC with their regular programming Monday through Friday. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I, listen, I, I liked a lot of that stuff, and this, they tried different things and whatnot. But, I mean, now, now with, like, YouTube, anybody can put pretty good content out, and people can get, you know, the problem is getting an audience, but you, anybody can do it. Uh, but, but anyway, all right, let's get on with the show. What do you say? Oh, yeah, yeah, get of course. On. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Did you know Amazon provides ways of working that fit your lifestyle? They know you value your time outside of work, juggling family, school, friends, or other activities. That's why they offer a variety of shifts that work for you. There are full-time, part-time, and even temporary opportunities that can work with your schedule, with great starting pay and sign-on bonuses. If you want a career that fits and adapts to your lifestyle, head to Amazon.com apply. Amazon is a proud equal opportunity employer. Look through your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure and pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. And they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating world. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination, our sense of wonder, and our family bonds grow too. 
Because when we disconnect from this and connect with this, we reconnect with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Well, are we done with our production meeting? This is a highly combustible situation. What's that? I said we're done with our production meeting now so we can move forward. And so let's, uh, let's push on. What a dick. All right. Uh, the apology tour, and uh, and this is, we're starting with this only because it's plausibly sporty. And I'm told that I need to mention a little sports occasionally because I think we told our bosses it would be a little bit about sports. But I, it's pretty much anything we want, I think. It's a podcast. Uh, and, and, and the numbers tell me that some people are actually listening, not many, but some. Uh, anyway, the apology tour. Who did it better? Uh, I mentioned this on the overnight uh, program. Kirk Cousins, on his radio show on KFAN in Minnesota, apologized publicly to Adam Thielen, essentially for being bad at his job, right? And and, and uh, being as exciting as a pancake uh, with no syrup. And so, a- anyway, uh, Cousins apologized and all this stuff. Uh, and well, I like accountability. And I did a rant about uh, accountability and all that. Uh, this was so ridiculous. Uh, this apology by by Cousins. He does this all the time. He apologizes all the time. And then he goes out and vomits all over the field. And then he comes back and apologizes again. And occasionally he'll have a good game. He won't apologize. And they'll come back and have a crappy game and shit all over the 50-yard line. <laughs> uh, and then he will announce, uh, you know, it's no big deal, whatever. I'm, I'm sorry. about it. So we had that. And then behind door number two, the Baltimore Orioles. Now, this I, I had not seen this one. This is a wild story. So the Baltimore Orioles, who are not only a baseball team, they are an embarrassment. All right. They aren't even close to being a competitive baseball team. They are out in the backwaters of Major League Baseball. I cannot emphasize that enough. They are so far away from even sniffing. Uh, even sniffing wild card contention, uh, it's it's ridiculous. But the Orioles this week, in a tremendous plot twist for fan appreciation, these seven people that go to Oriole games uh, and uh, season ticket holders are getting notes. Now, not all of them. They're getting handwritten thank you notes saying things like thank you and hang in there. I mean, how crazy is this? I don't know, but you know what? I, I recommend that what we do after this podcast is over is I can go to Rite Aid or a thrifty store and buy a bunch of thank you cards, and we should get the listeners' addresses, and uh-huh. you should write thank you cards for your tongue. I think that would be amazing. Thank, uh, I should get sympathy cards for I, having to work th- with you. I think that I would be, think I that would be the best thing and, ever. Uh, my condolences on the, the loss of your quality broadcasting that would career. Be so good. Just imagine, though, if you're a fan, would you rather go to an Orioles baseball game or go to a Miami Dolphins football game? That's the same. It's an, you know, it's, uh, it, it, either way, you're losing. It's uh, Sophie's choice. There's no good uh, choice in that. But, uh, but the, the Oriole thing, I got questions about this. Right? Were these actually written by the Oriole players? Because it the story made it, it seem like some of these came from Oriole players. Like, was this punishment? Like, remember when you were a kid 
and you got sent to detention in elementary school or junior high, and you had to you had to write out things as punishment. I mean, is that what the, the Orioles did, or did they actually hire a firm that does this and outsource it and hire someone to write all these notes, make it seem like it came from the players? Because who would really know? Yeah, well, it could be something like this. I don't know if you when you were younger and you went to elementary school or even high school, if your if your parents would buy scripts or they'd have to do some kind of service with your elementary or high school, like community service for them, as opposed yeah. to making a donation. What if it's like this, where the Oreo players are actually writing these notes and then in turn they don't have to do any additional community service work? Yeah, so this, the sins the sins of being bad at baseball, that is overlooked as long as you write the note. 49 oh. games back of first place they finished this year. I know. 54 well, really, well, if I was Peter Angelos, I would have just had Chris Davis. I would have had him <laughs> just write all the notes, and none of the other players would have had to write the notes because he's the only one making any real money in Baltimore, and he is horseshit. Uh, and uh, he's been that way ever since he signed the contract. Yeah, but if you're so. Davis, do you just hire a bunch of interns and have them write something out that's legible, and you just sign your John yeah. Hancock on the bottom of it? So, so anyway, just to, to to wrap up the apology thing. So I, I would give the the edge here to uh, none other than the Orioles. If if, and this is a key caveat here and a qualifier. If the Oriole players actually were forced to really write out uh, these these uh, photos or not photos, these uh, letters. If that's the case, then uh, that's I mean that's better than what Cousins did. Anybody can go on a radio show. And, and apologize. He keeps going down that rabbit hole. It's like he's living in Alice in Wonderland. He's, uh, I mean, get out of it, man. Oh, it's uh, so good. Anyway, all right, uh, Wordy. Now, I used to do this bit on the overnight show. I got rid of it, and uh, some people are saying, why don't you do it anymore? I'll do it here. It's the fifth hour. I always say the fifth hour is for the crap we don't get to during the week. Uh, and it's, you know, leftovers with Gascon. Uh, but Wordy, Word of the Week. All right. Now, I read this the other day, and I was unaware of this. There is a term that is regularly used by people like myself, sportscasters, that is an homage to Michael Vick's favorite sport, dogfighting. It has become part of <laughs> our language. Did you know this, Gasco? No. Like, for example, this weekend, the Washington Redskins are 15-and-a-half-point underdogs against the Patriots, right? I mean, that's a big... Point spread, yes? Yes, it's huge. Right, so they are the underdog, right? Yes. That term, underdog, comes from the language of dogfights. Did you know that? I did not know that, no. Yeah, the term underdog start, originally was used in, in the lexicon in the late 19th century, and it was related to dogfights and what would happen in... The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road, but if you're ready for a change... Consider taking Zen for a spin. Zen nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Ready to start your new journey? Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge. Enjoy Zen nicotine pouches for 10 days and discover a fresher way to experience nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Here's how to get started with the Zen 10 Challenge. Simply pick your strength and varieties online and check out. Once your Zen nicotine pouches arrive in the mail, enjoy pure nicotine satisfaction at your leisure. After your 10-day trial, let us know what you think. If Zen isn't for you, no hard feelings. It's that simple. Order online at Zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com to start your new journey today with the Zen 10 Challenge.
Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Maller here. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation the right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full lineup of BF Goodrich tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash SportsTireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Those fights, they would obviously pit two dogs, and uh, two dogs would attack each other. And whoever lost, whichever dog was declared the loser, was termed the underdog. Because they were under the other dog who was eating them. <laughs> and the winner was called what? Was called top dog. So the, both those terms, underdog and top dog, are a tribute to the dog fighting era back in the, the late 19th century in uh, the United States. I thought that was interesting. Have you ever been to a dog fight? No, I have not. I, I've, I've seen, when, when the Michael Vick stuff was going on, uh, I went on YouTube 
and it was the early days of YouTube, oh, and I remember watching some dog fights from like uh, the Philippines or somewhere like that. I forget where, but they uh, yeah, Mexico. I, might have been Mexico, might have been Mexico, but I, uh, yeah, I watched. So I've never been at one in person. You probably run a dog fighting ring in your backyard. Could you imagine? Could you absolutely? I could imagine, imagine you doing. That. Would you? Well, have you ever been to a bullfight? How would I be to a bullfight? I've never been to Europe. Oh, How would I right. go to a bullfight? That's fight? right. I forgot. I, I do a bullshit fight every <laughs> night on the radio. I know that. Your nickname is bullshit. Oh man, would you ever condone any kind of uh, any kind of fighting, whether it's a dog, a cockfight, whatever it may be? Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I mean, I'm not. I love animals and all that stuff, but I'm not against. Uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't go out of my way for it, but if <laughs> I, it was presented to me, I mean, I I would check it out out of curiosity and all that. But uh, the, the 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 running of the bulls. Why, why have you not done that, Gasca? Why have you not run with the bulls uh, in Pamplona? I've actually I've actually considered that. I wanted to do that a handful of years ago in uh, in Spain, but I didn't get a you chance to. You should do to. it. And just stand in front of the bull and see what happens. I had a, just have a screw loose and stand in front of the bull and see what happens. I, see, I'm afraid I'm going to blow a hamstring while I'm trying to run, and then as soon as I do, it's just gored, 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 and then it's game over. Uh, but what a way to go out! Yeah, what it actually happens in the middle of July too. So yeah. well, it could be you, on the menu you, you for next year. You should be like that. Toughen up, man. You gotta be like that woman at the was it the Bronx Zoo or I think oh, it, yeah. it may have been Brooklyn. Did you see that story this week? I did actually. Yeah, I think I sent it to you. Yeah. I did no, I sent it to you. The, the woman standing in the lion's den, literally, and the, like daring the lion to eat her for lunch or like a snack. And uh, you should be more like that. That's a tough woman, crazy. What? But she's got brawn, <laughs> not brains, but she's got brawn. <laughs> oh man, how much would you have to be paid to do the running of the bulls, Ben? Well, I, number one, I don't run. Uh, I uh, I fast walk on the treadmill. Is that I do what you that do in lot. the gym? I do a lot of cardio on the. Well, I mean, I don't know running. I, I'm more like a jog than a run. But uh, you've abandoned so I, your thousand steps a night. I know that. Yeah, I have. Well, more ten thousand, way over ten thousand. I mean, I, I'm in these competitions. I have this uh, this app with my uh, fitness device, and so I'm very competitive, and I. It's a bad thing because I walk a lot more than I should because I whoever at the end of the week gets the most steps is declared the winner. And so I want to win. And uh, it's a, you know, so stupid. It's so dumb. And I'm, I'm, I'm in there with like people that run fitness classes in some of these contests. And I'm like, what am I doing? What's wrong with that? Uh, well, I, I, I sit on my ass for four hours a night and uh, spit out nonsense with a broken tongue, and they're out there in cardio, doing cardio every day for work. Well, that's exactly why and you I'm should be competing. Away. That's exactly why you should be competing. All right, shut up. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. If I could be you. And you could be me for just one hour. If you could find a way to get inside each other's mind. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. We've all felt left out. And for some, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Walk a mile in my shoes. Look through your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. 
they see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure and pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. And they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating world. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Adoption of teens from foster care is a topic not enough people know about, and we're here to change that. I'm April Dinwiddie, host of the new podcast, Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Each episode brings you compelling real-life adoption stories told by the families that live them with commentary from experts. Visit adoptuskids.org slash podcast or subscribe to Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Administration for Children and Families and the Ad Council. Uh, let's get to study this. You want to do study yeah, this? Yeah, let's go. All right, let's uh, move on with the fifth hour with Ben Maller. And I'm told you don't need to say that, but what the hell. Uh, study this. Bring on the meats. Uh, an international group of researchers, not just America, but around the world, has discovered that decreasing red meat consumption, which I've been told pretty much the last 20 years, does not, does not improve health. As it turns out, our current processed and unprocessed red meat consumption levels are actually, according to the study, just fine. It's a brand new study. It says the average American man knows after. Uh, actually, that's not the one. Uh, this is about the the red meat one. But uh, I, I will I will say that was a, that was what we call a screw up. Well, that'll be edited out in the podcast. Yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely, it will be. Uh, Mark. Uh, all right. Any, anyway, all right. So. So study this uh, as far as the red meat thing. So uh, essentially, the, 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 we're fine. Eat as much meat as you're eating right now. Uh, now, I don't know, first of all, if this is true or not. I mean, who knows, right? This could be complete uh, nonsense and it could be debunked. But I've always lived my life. I love these studies. That, you know, that's why we do this segment, study this. And I, and I, I, learn, I look for these things because I, I find them interesting. But... These things change. Like one year there'll be a study, don't drink coffee, it'll kill you. And then five years later, a different independent study, think tank, will say, no, no, you got to drink a cup of coffee a day. You'll live you know, till you're 95 years old and you'll be perfectly healthy. You'll have uh, you know, wonderful blood and all that stuff. So uh, nobody knows anything is essentially my position on this, Gascon. So pretty much do what you want within reason, right? Within reason. Yeah, we've been like that with what? Alcohol. We've been like that with eggs. I know it was eggs and then egg whites for the longest time. Talking about the impact of cholesterol. Talking about that with wine. I mean, steak has to be. Do you eat steak a lot or at least chicken? Um. Well, I, I eat. I only eat a couple meals during the week. And usually one of them is, uh, well, both of them actually are somewhat meat related. So I that's pretty much my entire diet. I don't, uh, I don't really eat. Uh, that much, and so I try to get as much uh, protein or whatever as I can when I eat. So, but uh, but again, I mean, I, I I live my life by the philosophy nobody knows anything. You don't- Which I also think it was a movie <laughs> nope. uh, years ago uh, in the early two thousands, I believe. I, I don't I don't think I saw the movie, but I remember seeing the headline saying, "I use that line all the time." I but, can't believe they made a movie about but it. But see, your consumption of meat has come down tremendously over the last ten to fifteen years when you were living on the West Side, right? <laughs> I don't. What, what are you referring to, well, be, asshole? Because you said you'd eat a ton of fast food. Oh yeah. Well, well yeah. What, I mean, what do you I, think I, I was I, referring to? I don't know. I mean, I thought you were making some kind of uh, a joke about something. I don't know. But no. Uh, but you love Tito's. You supper, loved a couple other places yeah. that we went. 
that we'd go to, and you just said well, that no, you, I, you were like 400 pounds. Yeah, I did. I mean, I, I would eat you know three meals a day, and they were all fast food, and I'd hit 7-Eleven for some snacks and uh, have my Mr. Big Gulp and all that crap. And uh, So, yeah, I mean, I, I have cut down my food consumption a lot, and uh, so that has absolutely uh, happened. And then, you know, the, the real kicker, like I'm doing this in part because I want to lose weight. Uh, and I think I've lost a lot doing this. The, the other thing, I'm, the reason I'm doing this intermittent fasting is because I read online that it'll help uh, reverse some of the bad effects from being, uh, you know, big fat ass all these years. So I'll see if that actually happens. If not, I will write a book saying uh, essentially, "fuck uh, these uh, <laughs> these uh, you know, I- uh, these intermittent uh, fasting situations and all that." Well, but you also you're big boned. You're tall, right? You're what six yeah. five, six six. Uh, yeah, something like that. So I mean, you need all the help you can get with the intermittent fasting because it adds to some clarity. It cleans up your diet, which is one. Well, said- they say that after. Uh, 16 hours, your body goes into uh, ketosis, I believe yes. that's the term, and mm-hmm. then you, so you lose weight. Uh, you know, I don't know, that could again be bullshit, but uh, I read it and I believe it because uh, I read something I believe it, and uh, and it actually has proven true for me. It's wrong true for me. It's not some kind of uh, fish story, but I know a lot of people are like, I don't want to live my life and not uh, not eat every every five hours or whatever. And what kind of life is that? I I don't disagree. I trust me. I love eating. Uh, I love, but uh, yeah, I blame uh, the aging process also. Well, yeah, you're on the other side of fifty. You ha- you'd have to worry about that. I mean, that's a lie. I we're looking forward. You're a liar. To, can we do liar, a liar, special liar, edition liar, of the fire. fifth hour with Ben Maller post colonoscopy? That's what we should do. <laughs> Post colonoscopy. Yeah. yeah, that'd be great. Uh, why don't I give you a colonoscopy? How about that, Gascon? Yeah, that'd be a boondoggle, wouldn't it? Yeah, bring, like that. Bring, I take my sweet time. Also, by the way, I do that. Bring uh, Doc Mike over to the west side. Ben Maller colonoscopy. <laughs> Get the yeah. gang together. That'd be That's great. great. That'll be coming up in the sixth hour with Ben Maller. <laughs> Coming to a podcast near you. Uh, Another study. A new study says that the average American man knows after seven months of dating if his partner is the one. Bullshit. Yeah, I agree. I I knew pretty much right away. I, I, I was like, when I met my wife, I was like, oh, man, she's beautiful. She's out of my league. What am I doing here? So I was like, I wonder if there's a chance. I wonder if I got a shot here. And uh, and it worked out, but I I knew pretty much within like uh, you know an hour and a half or two hours or whatever. Uh, well, maybe the second date because the first date if it goes well, uh, this is my experience when I was dating. Sometimes I'd have good first dates, and then the second one would go to hell. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, yeah. And so you got to get a couple of dates in till you're till you're like, oh, this person seems pretty cool. But the other problem with dating is everyone puts up a bullshit front at the beginning. You know, everyone's phony. Everyone's fake. No one farts around each other. Everyone's clean. They're, you know, no one leaves their trash around. So you have to be with someone a little bit to find all their, you know, the normal things that we all do. That we're all a bunch of pigs, uh, and so that takes a little bit of time. But I don't think it's seven months. But you guys, gone apparently, it's your entire life because you haven't no, found no, anybody. No, 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 that's a little bit different. That's a cheap shot. No, I I could identify right away if she's a keeper or not. I I'm sure I'm sure the missus probably had to wait things out with you real quick to see where you'd be at where did you take her on your first day by the way uh we were in pasadena great uh, we city. Were, uh, she and she used bait and switch on me because i had agreed we were gonna go see a movie because i loved going on dates oh. movies because i didn't have to talk yeah to you don't have to talk at all you don't have to see her talk as, to her yeah That's unbelievable and as an introvert 
Uh, I love that because I don't have to talk. I can say I'm on a date and uh, I'm watching the movie eating popcorn. I mean, that's a great date. That's kind of an asshole introvert. thing to do if you want to get to know somebody. Let's go well, on a date and go to a movie. Apparently, that's why it didn't work out. But uh, but right. anyway, so I met her at the movie theater in Pasadena, Old Town Pasadena, right there on Colorado Boulevard. Yeah. And uh, in that shopping mall there. I met her there and then... Uh, she, she said, oh, why don't we go get uh, something to eat or whatever? I, I, I forget. it. Maybe she showed up a little late or I showed up late and the movie had already kind of started. So we went to get something to eat at uh, a bar uh, right across the way there. And uh, and we never actually saw the movie. We, we just kind of hung out. And uh, and I remember what movie it was. But we talked and uh, it went well. So she forced you to talk. Because you two have uh, completely yeah, different personalities. Over, over like a beer or something. I, a couple of beers or whatever, if I remember correctly. And then how long did you guys date till you dropped the knee? Uh, n- not that long. Uh, I mean, it was probably uh, f- maybe seven, six, seven months or something oh, like that. Maybe wow. I, don't, I don't know the exact timeline of that, but it was not. like It wasn't even a year. And wow. Then, uh, so yeah. you were ready to I mean, get there, married there were, then. All, there were uh, mitigating factors that were a reason part of that, but I mean, we kind of expedited the process for some reason. But, but uh, yeah, I mean, we hurried it up. So That's impressive. I remember going yeah. on a date with this woman in San Diego, and it was, it was after she got over a relationship, after I was getting over a relationship, and she was smoking hot. And she was a friend of a friend, so I went on a date with her. We went to dinner, had a casual conversation. And left it at that. And I thought, okay, you know, she lives in San Diego. I live in L.A. Long distance is going to be a little bit of a hassle to get down there. I got invited the next time to hang out with her for her 30th birthday. And, Ben, I kid you not, she didn't get into one. She got into two and then three fist fights that night on her 30th birthday. Ben, she was throwing haymakers. She was throwing bottles of champagne. Her top came off twice when we were in a club. It was all out chaos. I had to drive home from San Diego at like three in the morning and I could not get the hell out of there fast enough. So you learned that she is a Mr. Hyde drunk, right? Yeah. You know, there's like four kinds of, of people that drink. There's the Hemingway doesn't change anything. The Mary Poppins gets actually happier and nicer. Yeah. And I love you. The nutty professor that becomes more social if you're like an introvert like me. And then there's Mr. Hyde, <laughs> who is hostile and wants to fight everyone after they become intoxicated. And you met this woman and she was like that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I've gone through a gamut of those where they'll either fight, they'll pass out because they drink too much, they'll throw up all over themselves. Oh, yeah. I, I dated a girl one time that was the barfer. And that was really, I, I mean, that was disgusting. I mean, that was, I, I mean, I don't know what she was just, uh, she had one hand, she had scotch, the other hand, she had whiskey, and the third hand, she had bourbon. But uh, my God, yeah. brutal. See, I, and I felt, I felt so annoyed that she actually did this to me that I stayed, I kept hanging out with her on a regular basis just to hang out with her when she got hammered. And every time she did get hammered and threw up, I'd take cell phone pictures of her and send it to her the next day. <laughs> yeah, so I'd be like, she'd ask the you know the 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 rhetorical question like, how bad was it? I'd say, why don't you go check your cell phone? And then bang, all of a sudden she's like, I can't believe you just did that. You know, face on the toilet seat, barfing, hair is oh, covered man. in vomit. It was yeah. great. Well, you should be like Warner Wolf. Let's go to the videotape. (laughs) (laughs) All right, uh, study this. What's next? Stanford researchers estimate that if you haven't tried sushi by the time you're 39 years old, there is a 95% chance you never will. 
And I agree with this because uh, I have never tried sushi and I have no plans at all to try sushi. So I think this is true, at least for me. Well, are you a fish guy, though? Uh, no, I, when I was a kid, my mom fed me a diet of tuna fish sandwiches and fish sticks and salmon. But no, as an adult, I hate it. All right. I ate too much of it as a kid. So you don't eat salmon, you don't eat shark, you don't eat lobster or, or no, no, no. Shrimp I, and I, stuff. I, I, I am. Uh, I, what is the term for someone that doesn't partake in seafood? Is there a term for that? Carnival. I know if you only eat seafood, it's a pescatarian, right? They yeah. call it that. But I, I don't know what the opposite term would be. Carnivore. I don't know. Carnivore, yeah, there you go. Carnivore. No, but uh, but no, I I I think this is true because you know sushi seems to be something that you would do when you were you know in your twenties or, or when you date college or I think it's more dating. yeah it's more of a dating entree yeah and some people are part of the sushi cult and I it's to each their own but it's not for me uh, yeah. it's like uh, the whole coffee thing I don't drink coffee I I don't need to and I, I'm at the point now where why would I drink coffee because it's a conversation starter. I go to parties. I, I'm, I've never had a cup of coffee. People are like, what, what What? kind of asshole are you? Yeah, you don't like talking to people, so it usually goes hat in hand, right? Well, I have to have something to talk about, though. You always have something to talk about. Nah, not really. Uh, a recent study that surveyed more than 2,500 adult Americans found that 77% of people always give tips to restaurant servers. 77%. That means 20, almost 25% don't. Uh, but the number, they say, drops with food delivery people dramatically with people like, you know, the, the Uber Eats and the and whatnot. And also the, the taxi drivers yeah. uh, as well and, 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 uh, and Uber. I think uh, it goes with the shaming. If, if you can see the person that's providing you a service, then you're more often than not going to leave a tip. But with Uber and Lyft, you don't see the driver after they drop you off, so you're you don't have you're not compelled. You're not looking at them. They're not looking at you, looking for that extra tip. I'll say this much too, Ben. Going to San Francisco and I eat in the city, I don't tip yeah. anymore. Oh, you don't? No, because San Francisco is one of those cities that charges a percentage of your bill as a tax, and they do that in order to pay for your waiters and waitresses. So they oh. they circumvent the the wage that they provide for their employers by having you pay it through a tip and a tax. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. 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 Now when you're in San Francisco, do you also shit on the street like the locals? No, I avoid you know? I avoid I avoid the shit and I avoid the syringes. Yeah. Because they say when in Rome do as the Romans do. When in San Francisco, if they're all shitting and there's feces all over the street, you might as well join the party, right? That's the proper decorum. Yeah, you gotta be in careful. Parts of San Francisco. You're gonna trigger a lot of people in the Bay Area if you talk like that anymore. No, nah, they know they got a problem, man. And the, uh, my my guys, we got a lot of Bay Area listeners. We do very well uh, in San Francisco and that region. And uh, people are they like the frankness, and I think a lot of people agree. They they, they like these politicians are, are just a bunch of sh- you know, assholes. This is a shithole all of a sudden. It's a beautiful city, San Francisco. But what are you doing? Oh, it's just I as mean, bad here in L.A. though, too. Well, it's no, it's terrible in Los Angeles too. It's horrible. Yeah. But I don't think they're shitting on the streets as much. But maybe they are. I don't. I don't know. I, I, I have no idea. Deep dive uh, next week. What's that? Deep dive next week. We'll do a, a full in-depth investigation. Uh, we'll go out to Skid Row and we'll do the podcast from Skid Row. <laughs> All right. A new study says blank has the slowest speed when it comes to drive-through service. Uh, who do you think it is? Uh, Gascon. Drive- Slowest fast food restaurant for service. Oh, um, I'd say, well, I'd say McDonald's. 
No, McDonald's is known for being pretty quick. No. It's a bad job by you. There's so many to choose from, but yeah, I was going to say McDonald's just because uh, they're no, so busy. McDonald's. I think that's the only one you, you have in your head. That's why you said McDonald's. No, I had according to this, Carl's According Jr. to this study, the answer is Chick-fil-A. That Chick-fil-A is the slowest at giving you your food. Uh, and when you're in the fast food drive through lane, uh, according to this new study, they found out that Chick-fil-A has the slowest lines with an average time of about 5 minutes and 23 seconds. I could live with that. But see, the Chick-fil-A's that I've been to don't have drive throughs and the other ones that are like in San Bernardino and, and Corona, they yeah. have the dual drive throughs where you have two tellers, you have two ways to order, and so you get double the, the traffic, but they get you in and out. I mean, it's pretty much like In-N-Out. In-N-Out, well, next yeah. to our studio, it usually has a line that's a quarter of a mile deep, especially like at 9, 10 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. Those lines are long. Yeah, I mean, but I, I've been in that line at that in and out in uh, in the valley there, and it is uh, exhausting at times. I mean, it's all the way out to the street. Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, it's punishment is what it is. But but here's my theory: as a veteran of eating fast food, let me uh, give you some frankness here. But uh, I, I used to eat it all the time, and I my note my I I learned that if you go in rush hour, it's going to go quicker. Uh, if you're a nighttime eater, if you, you make a foodie run, uh, one of my listeners uh, in the Bay Area there, Marcus in, in Oakland, uh, he was on the air earlier this week, Gascon, and in the middle of our conversation was ordering some uh, burritos <laughs> at Taco Bell because uh, he was he had, uh, he had the, the munchies. Uh, but if you go after, say, like midnight, one of these overnight drive-thrus, uh, you are going to have to wait. Because the food's not prepared, it's going to take them time to cook the food. They got to find some spit to put in the food, uh, and so it, it becomes problematic. That's good, my theory. I'm good with that, and I'll give you a pro tip too. If you ever eat fast food and you do eat it in your car, especially in and out, leave the wrappers and the packages in your car overnight. Because the aroma from In and Out is fantastic when you get in your car first thing in the morning. Wow, what's wrong with that? All right, you like the. Sm- Gasoline, also you like that? <laughs> actually, I do like the smell of gasoline. <laughs> I do, I, I do like, I actually like it too. All right, now, uh, what do you feed? Do you have a dog or a cat? No, you're not an animal person, right? No, I used to have a dog, but no, not anymore. The dog died, and you said that's it. Yeah, uh, but there's a study out that says dog owners are paying 300 percent more to buy organic. And vegan dog food. For fuck's sake. What kind of asshole? I mean, you deserve to pay 300% more. It's a it's a dog, okay? The dog will eat anything and will lick anything. What are you doing? Yeah. Right? That's... The dog doesn't know what organic and vegan is and all this. I mean, I know you're trying to do the right thing. You want the dog to live forever. But uh, spoiler alert, doesn't matter. Dog's got a lifespan. Maybe it'll live an extra year or two. But uh, it's ridiculous. Yeah, my sister feeds her dogs shredded chicken. She just makes it like she does with her dinner and then just cuts it all up and feeds the, the dogs that way. But organic, no, sir. No chance in hell. Well, that's another now, scam. Now, do you allow, when you had the dog, maybe your sister does this, do you allow the dog to lick the plate when you're done with the plate? No, never. I, I never did this until I met my wife. My wife is a big advocate of dog <laughs> licking plates. And so it's now become a tradition in the Maller Mansion. When we get done with the meal, if we don't finish everything, we let the dog get the le- the, the leftovers and lick the plate. All right. Yeah. I, now it makes sense because there's a drop on your show where you say that dog's licked that whole plate. 
Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's what I. Uh, that, that's what we do here, and, and we have a very nice dishwasher. Uh, we didn't go cheap on that, and so we make sure that thing is uh, is in extreme heat to get all those dog germs off the plate and all that stuff. I, I wash it twice. I wash those plates. I, I'm the dishwasher in the house. Yeah, I've, and I wash those plates twice. I've never heard someone rave about their home appliances as much as you have. Dishwasher, barbecue, yeah. refrigerator. Yeah, like I get yeah. it, man. Like I'm a very suburban yeah, man. You, I, I live when I live. The city. I didn't even have a refrigerator. Yeah, you're very, you're, you're very upper class. We get it. White collar Ben Mallard wow. in the show. Yes. All right. Well, one final thing in this portion of the podcast here, the study this portion, which is my favorite part of the podcast, uh, but is that I, I read this. It's not really a study, but it's a scientifical. They say that every year, blank tons of moose roadkill are salvaged in Alaska and eaten. How many tons of moose roadkill per year do they scoop up off the streets in Alaska? Did you say tons? Tons. Ten tons. No. Uh, according to the study, or the research rather, hundred, approximately 110 tons oh of moose gosh. roadkill. How much does the average moose weigh? They must weigh a a ton, right? I mean, not not literally a ton, but close to a ton. I mean, they must weigh uh, how many pounds? Do you think a moose is a big fat moose, an Alaskan moose? They say uh, an average male weighs anywhere from about eight hundred and forty to fifteen hundred pounds. Well, there you go. All right, there you go. So it's you know you fifteen hundred. You figure how many moose die on the road, and uh, that's good. That's now, a I lot was of shit. Of, What's well, a lot of well, it's not it's not moose shit. It's moose dead moose uh, flesh. No, whatnot. yeah, no, I know. But can you? I always thought of that. That the cliche is like below the Mason Dixon line. You know, somewhere in the dirty South, they're eating roadkill. You know, that's the cliche and all that. But in Alaska, which you can't get much more further north than Alaska, and uh, they're eating eating roadkill. So 110 tons, 110.2 tons of moose roadkill. Uh, approximately are uh, salvaged from Alaskan roads to be eaten. That's just quick math. That's over 220,000 pounds. That is unreal. That can't be right. That must be that must be wrong. I guess that the bigger question right. is now what do they do with it after? I would have to fact check that. that. I read that, but that must not be. That seems like too much, doesn't it? I know Alaska is a very large place, but you know, I, I don't know. All right, it's in the bag. These are actual questions by actual listeners. Are you ready for this? Yeah, let's go. Are the, right, are the questions better than last week? Uh, slightly. Okay. Slightly better. These are, I think these all came from Facebook. And uh, the email, you can send a question in, but uh, no one's doing that. Uh, Matt, the, <laughs> the Bears fan, uh, Matt writes in, and I'm not sure what city he's in. He didn't say, but uh, where was your first radio job and how long did you work there? That's uh, that's the question. Uh, well, thank you, Matt. I, I get asked this from time to time. Now, the, the first radio job that I had was unpaid. I was uh, uh, worked at the college radio station at Saddleback College, KSBR. And we kept you jazzed commercial-free in South Orange County. And we played Basha, <laughs> cruising for a bruising. And we had uh, Brantford Marsalis and uh, all these jazz, smooth jazz performers back in those days that we would play. Uh, but my first paying job in radio was at the Mighty 690 in San Diego. I started as an intern. I was an intern for a few months, and they hired me 
And I started out as uh, a guy that would get, uh, I, I would do uh, pr- production. I did that. I was an engineer, a board op, as they call it in the radio jargon. Uh, and then I got hired as a reporter. And I lasted at the Mighty 690 from, uh, I forget the exact, I think it was three three years um, I was there. And then I got transferred to a station from San Diego to Los Angeles. And then I was at that station. And then eventually I came to, to Fox Sports Radio. But uh, that was my first paying gig. So I lasted about... Three years, but technically I didn't get fired. I just uh, moved on to another thing. And I've always had, like, side side work. Uh, w- what about you, Gagon, your well, first radio gig? It's funny you say that because my first radio gig was actually at the same studio that you were at, but it was relabeled as uh, Extra Sports 1360. Now, my circumstances were different because I got out of grad school and then I was doing postgraduate work in Los Angeles, all unpaid. And then my first job a year later was at 1360. And just like you, I was a board op. They hired me as a board op working part-time, $10 an hour, 29 hours a week. So, Ben, I didn't leave the house. I had no cable. So I would stay in the station all day and all night watching sports and keeping up with with the Joneses. Yeah. I would stay there all day and all night, and then I finally got some on-air opportunity six months into the job, and then I won't forget this, but it was my 13th month there at iHeart down in San Diego, and I got this huge letter from the general manager of the building. Her name's Melissa Forrest. I think she's still down there, and she said, congratulations. Someone vouched for you for, for a raise. We appreciate your efforts. We appreciate your performance. We're going to give you a raise. It was a whopping 10% raise. <laughs> I kid you not. It went from $10 to $11 in bed. I was working my ass off all day, all night. The station yeah. said they had no money, which was total bullshit. And then 20 months from the day I started, I got moved up here to Los Angeles and started working for Fox Sports Radio. So yeah. The rest is a nightmare. Well, I, it was it was a brutal start, man. It was, uh, it was wild. My first yeah. on-air opportunity, believe it or not, I was the game day host of the San Diego State Aztecs. I was doing a game no, on no Christmas. Way, really? Yeah, I was doing a game for oh. Christmas. And Ben, the exact play that happened when I hit the air was Raheem Moore getting burned by Joe Flacco over the top in the AFC divisional round when the Broncos wow. lost at home to the Baltimore Ravens. I, I could you not still forget remember. It. Yeah, I was because yeah. we actually had televisions in our studio, unlike yours. And I was watching that play as I was on radio, and it was unbelievable. It was a surreal moment. Yeah, yeah. I, I also we we both have ties to San Diego State. One of my first board op jobs was San Diego State men's basketball, oh. and I ran the board for the Aztecs. And uh, and I they 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 farmed the Aztecs were so bad in those days they farmed the games out to Kogo. In yeah. San Diego. So I was technically working for Kogo, even though I was in the, the Mighty 690. It was a sister station and all that. Right. And uh, I I don't want to get into it here because I'm going to get bogged down, but I, I, I had the single worst performance ever by a radio engineer. Uh, and it's amazing that I've still worked in the business. It was I destroyed a college basketball radio broadcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, I'll have to remind me down the line. We'll do a whole podcast ded- dedicated to our fuck ups. Okay, we'll do that. Yes, <laughs> we can do that definitely. 
All right, uh, moving on. Chris in Hagerstown, Maryland says, how much list radio are you planning on the fifth hour? Gascon, that's your department. Go. Listen, we don't do list radio. The list radio is set for the opening monologues of certain shows Monday through Friday between 11 and 3 o'clock Pacific. And that's usually when we we cook up uh, a couple different things. We make it into a nice stew or put a little topping on on a pizza or wow. put it in we bake a pie. That's make usually a peppermint patty. That yeah, peppermint patty, like we can yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, now the list thing. Now you, you of course are the Godfather list, but it, it does work. Like uh, Cowherd does that shtick a lot. But he's on uh, television I'm, I'm, though. Yeah, I mean, but I, I know why they do it because, and I was telling you know, it's like the story this week we talked about on the radio show about Allen Iverson's all upset because he was not on on the list of uh, Bleacher Report had their top fifty NBA players or whatever, and he was all upset and. And I always get a kick out of that because the the whole reason to make a list is to create controversy. It's it's artificially creating contrived outrage. Right. That's why you do a list. And so you know, Cowherd's a master at this. A lot of these guys in radio are, are that's their shtick. It's not my shtick, but it's a lot of their shtick, and and it plays well because I don't know if it's we're all wired the same way, but but people get frustrated and annoyed if they see a list and they don't agree with the list. And they have to correct the list. And uh, and so if I was good at this, I would not steer away from list, but I usually I usually do. My plan originally was to have list radio with you, but or in the podcast, a segment of nothing but list, but you have pushed back on that. And that's a bad job by you. Do you think we could get away with that for one segment? We can do maybe twenty or thirty minutes and just straight list radio? Oh yeah. Oh, we could absolutely do that. Uh, top five NFL coaches right now. Go. Yeah. <laughs> Belichick's one. Who's two? We can, yeah, we can do we can do Kyle Shanahan. We can do Sean McVay. We can do Pete Carroll. We can do. Yeah. Uh, oh, you're not going to say Jason Garrett. You could say John Sean Payton. Harbaugh always has good teams on there, right? John Sean Harbaugh Sean Payton. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's more about you know, Drew Brees to me, but uh, yeah, Sean Payton. He annoys me. I'm annoyed by him. He bitched so much after the NFC Championship game. He's on my shit list. They got fucked. That's why he's bitching about fucked. it. They lost the game. Bunch of freaking cowards. The New Orleans Saints. What a gutless football team. They deserve to lose. Keep your composure, asshole. It was a tie game. All right? It was a tie game. And uh, and they, actually, at that point, they had a three-point lead, right? I believe they had a three-point lead. They did, but it would have been first down and goal to go inside the 10-yard line. You have a great defense. You're at home, and, and everyone's eating gumbo and jambalaya and all that stuff, having a wonderful time. No one can go in there in that pit of vipers in New Orleans and come out a winner. And you play like a bunch of weaklings and allow the Rams and Jared Goff? Jared fucking Goff to go down the field and get in the field goal range. And then in the overtime, your Hall of Fame quarterback decides to puke all over the field, throws an interception like a pile of gelatinous goo, and uh, and the Rams go down and, and win the game. You deserve to lose that game, well, Sean Payton. Screw you. <laughs> well, there you go. There's your top five list of uh, NFL coaches here in 2019. All right. Shane in Australia writes in, uh, we have an international reach on this podcast there's one Shane's uh Shane's a longtime Mattler militia guy uh he says is it okay to drink for three days straight with your mates without speaking to your missus in that time all right what do you want to go first on this Gascon so you just go on a bender for three days and don't talk to your uh, your lady friend well, allowed or not allowed I, I think it's allowed as long as you're texting does that still count as talking to your mate or no 
In the modern world, that does count as talk. Okay, so if you're if you're going three days without talking to her, you better have a pretty damn good excuse, like you're blacked out drunk, or you got a side piece that you need to give attention to for three days, and you can just tell her, like, hey, I lost my phone, my phone was stolen, whatever it is, I couldn't communicate with you. You better have a damn good excuse, otherwise, yeah, it's not, uh, you can't justify that. Well, in America, but maybe in Australia or Europe or somewhere else in the world, you can get away with it, but no. the, uh, my experience in America is you cannot get away with it, that uh, you will have hell to pay. And uh, there will be people that are uh, very upset with you, and it'll be it'll just pay, it'll be a pain in the ass. So why bother, right? Well, when you go on trips and it's only guys, how frequently do you talk to the misses? Uh, I'll check in with her once a day or whatever. Maybe text her occasionally, but you know, it's not all the time. I mean, I I don't, I don't even go on guy trips much anymore. I don't go anywhere. I just stay home. That's well, that, pretty much what I do. That's I'm a, a pretty, homebody. That's a pretty ballsy plan that'll go three days drinking on a binge and not talk to your, your girl. I, I like that move. Yeah. You mu- you better be Rico Suave in the bedroom to get away with that one, right? Yeah, I mean, if you're loaded, on. if you're great in the sack, you can get away with those certain things. So if you're not, then you're going to be shit out of luck. She'd probably be cheating on you anyway, so... All right, now Matt from Fort Royal, Virginia. You ever been to Fort Royal, Virginia? No, I've never been to Virginia. Great place on God's green earth. And Matt says, can you teach Gagon how to park? So guess what? Right. We should do this on the podcast. I can actually teach you how to park. You don't know how to park. You're terrible. You're an embarrassment. Listen, I'm so probably- Matt wants me to help you. Are you willing to take my help? I will teach you how to park. Well, we can't use your car to be teaching me how to park because your car is small. You have a lot of blind spots. Um, what? Your tires Blind are spots sensitive. would make it hard to park, wouldn't it? Yeah, exactly. So we can't use your car. We can use my car. It's a it's a high performance sports high utility performance. vehicle. You have no blind gas spots. Gas guzzler. Oh, it might you're be a ha- gas You're hurting guzzler. the environment. Well, you're whatever. We're all going to die warming, anyway. Whatever. Global warming and all that. Uh, I mean, well, you, know, you get some of those people that are fanaticals. That's right. No, I'm, I'm a great driver. I'm probably one of the best drivers I know. I, just because. Of, well, you don't know many people. I know a lot of people. Uh, not really. I know a lot of the same people you know. No, nah, I know you don't. A lot of those people that are no. high up in the food chain, the executives. <laughs> you, you don't know them at all. <laughs> you think you know them, but you don't know. There's a divide. Uh, you know, separate and divide between me and you. Oh, yeah. There's a <laughs> Yeah. You know what your nickname is? The Bad Apple. That's your nickname. The bad. Man, if I get that reputation, it's lights out. All right. So I guess, Matt, the answer is he does not want help parking. Colin, the electrician. I don't know where Collins is. He didn't say what city he's in. But do you think that the NFL should just do away with the reviewable pass interference penalties uh, already? Uh, Colin obviously does. He thinks it's a waste of time uh, and whatnot. This is a sporty question, but I put it in here. Uh, yeah, I, I am. I'm not for the the current the new setup, the reviewable pass interference penalties, because my experience the first four weeks of the NFL season is almost never do they actually overturn the call. Like so, uh, my theory on this is that the officials are pushing back, fighting back against the machine of the NFL, and only like one percent are going to be overturned. The most egregious pass interference penalties. This is 99%. It doesn't matter. It's a waste of time. We're not going to overturn the call. Don't do it. Even though it is technically reviewable, it's not worth your time. 
Yeah, I, I'm I'm right there with you. I'm on the same page. It's like reviewing balls and strikes in Major League Baseball. I mean, umpires miss calls all the time. Same thing with fouls in the NBA. Every play in the National Football League, you can call a penalty for something, whether it's holding, pass interference for offense, pass interference for defense. There's a lot of blowing calls for roughing the passer that are called against certain teams and they're going after the quarterback. I think there's just way too much in terms of instant replay that's used in today's game. Obviously, it's it's drummed up for controversy. It helps for ratings. When we're talking about this on a Monday or a Tuesday, I want to get rid of it. Yeah, I, I don't like it. I mean, it, it's uh, I know we talk about a lot of these controversies on radio shows and podcasts and whatnot, but uh, it's it does annoy me. Now, now, fortunately, I turn around. I'll just go to a different game when they go to replay. I'm like, I don't really care that much. I'll go to another game, but. It is uh, it is annoying. It, it is the fifth hour. It's in the bag. Uh, do we have any more here? Uh, let's see. Uh, Daniel had an interesting idea. Daniel works at Walt Disney World, and he said, should the NFL have just one week, say after week eight, where the entire NFL goes on hiatus rather than have teams stagger their bye weeks after three weeks and uh, over the next, like, what, eight weeks or something like that? Yeah. Bye weeks. But, um, well, the way I would answer it, uh, I, I think that's actually uh, not a bad idea, but the NFL wants to have content every week. They they make a deal with television, so I don't think they'll actually do that. But it's not it's not wild. I mean, everyone would have the same. No one would have a uh, an advantage because right now, if you have your bye week like late in the year, traditionally you want to have it as late as you can because that gets you uh, refreshed for the home stretch, right? Yeah, but I wouldn't want to have I wouldn't want to be a team that has to play cuz you get a lot of teams that play Thursday night football and then they have their bye week following it or they have the bye week before their Thursday night football affair. So they have a little bit more leniency on the days off and whatnot, but like you mentioned, CBS, Fox, ESPN, NFL Network, that's their that's their money maker for the entire calendar year. The highest television ratings come into play during the fall. That's the National Football League, that's the NFL, the NFL, and then 10 times again. Sunday Night Football for NBC, it's huge. There's no way you'd want to cut that off for one week to have them all go dark because, frankly, the college product isn't as good or it's nowhere close to what the National Football League provides. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, in theory, it sounds fine, but I don't think uh, Daniel... Uh, there's a chance Plus, of Plus, we play fantasy football. Would you want to go dark for a week playing fantasy football? I go dark every week. What are you talking about? Oh, boy. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, boy. Well, dark dark humor is what I... Oh, all right. What do you think, pervert? All right. All right. Uh, don't stick to sports. This is your department, Gascon, here. Uh, one, one more thing. This is actually not a sports story. Right. Uh, I hate the one more thing. Uh, I read this this week, and again, this might be bullshit, but I read that at the Alien telescope uh, array or Allen telescope array right in California <laughs> like an alien uh, uh astronomers uh astrom- I can't even talk uh the the <laughs> uh astronomers I guess is what they call it. Is that the term I think that's the term uh, anyway this this uh this telescope in California they they have champagne with them at all times in the refrigerator now why is that a gas gun in case they find a new star and they can name it no in case they find alien life they have a bottle of champagne in the fridge to pop the bottle of champagne to celebrate that they found Martians. Now, what do they do? Do they do like a post, uh, they do a, a, an overnight party at Area 51, the place that we can't go to after in celebration and talk to the guys uh, in the, our military? 
Yeah. Well, they should go to Pahrump, Nevada, where Art Bell used to work from coast, <laughs> uh, overnight on the coast to coast. Because that's, I always think of aliens, I think of Pahrump, Nevada. Oh. All right. Uh, let's get to uh, your stories of the week. What do you have? Yeah, let's do stories? this. You, have you ever been body shamed before? Oh yeah, well, being a fat person, yeah, you're body shamed all the time. When I was uh, when I was younger, people, uh, you know, even now, people are assholes and uh, say nasty things, and uh, that's just how it works. And uh, it's how they were raised by their parents. You know, that's so. true. Well, check this out: a Texas woman found out that she was being body shamed online by a potential employer. The company, it's a startup company named Kick Ass Masterminds, and the woman's name's Emily Chow. What happened was she actually applied for an internship at the company and actually a couple other companies as well. But what they did after following her account on Instagram, they screen captured a couple pictures and one in particular where she was in a bikini and they posted it inside their company portal saying, hey, you know, if you want to apply for a job, it's best and it's in your best interest that if you're looking to do something like this, don't have all your social media out there so your potential employers uh, can look at that stuff. Oh, so they were using her as an example? Yes. Or, or, uh, yeah, I mean, that's it's not the way to go. But I, that's not the worst. I thought you were going to say something else. So, so they were, was she fat or something like that? No, that she was, she's actually really attractive. She's in fantastic shape. Well, then who the hell cares? I, especially I mean, who for, cares? Especially you know? for a marketing company, right? There's, there's only a handful of things that men look at online that come to marketing and it plays right yeah, into what we I do mean, for it, television. It, she's not an ugly duckling or something like that. And she doesn't look like uh, Joseph Merrick. You know who Joseph Merrick <laughs> yeah, is? Yeah, but she's, yeah. The elephant man. Uh, she doesn't look like the elephant woman uh josephine merrick then uh then so who the hell, who the hell cares get over it yeah speaking of which getting over it uh, a teacher in florida was was down on her luck and in fact that the cost of living for her in florida was pretty hard so she actually turned herself to a sugar daddy's website yeah. um ben this if you is were a woman yes gone would you go to a sugar daddy website no you wouldn't? No. I, I would probably do it because like uh, there's there's a great value in that and and pretty much you can make a lot of money doing it, right? Yeah, but w- why would you want to be caught? Because you could do this stuff online on your own, and there's so many different platforms. To but isn't do it that on. just prostitution? I mean, it's really. I mean, all this is prostitution. I mean, it's just it's just saying it a different way. Yeah, right? we're all paying for sex, right? One way or another. Of course we are. Yeah. 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 So I agree. So, right, so what happened with this this uh, particular woman? She's so, a teacher, is that? Yeah, a teacher. And so she obviously joined this website to supplement her income uh, as a preschool teacher. That's the worst part about it. But then she started going on dates. And then when she would go to school to take her kids to school, she began to see the guys that she would go on dates on at certain schools when she would drop off her kids. Wow. That's uh, How old is she? Uh, she looks like she's in her mid thirties. All right, so maybe she was in her late twenties or something like that when she did this. Maybe, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean that's tough. I mean, it, it, they say uh, you're not supposed to shit where you eat, right? Isn't right. that what they say there and all that? And uh, shit I know where she, you sleep, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's. Uh, I know she's probably some nice candlelight dinners there, and uh, and had a wonderful time, romantic songs and all that, and. Uh, Lovey dovey, but uh, yeah, stuff. I always had uh, when I was dating. Most of my dates did not go well, and I was always worried that I would like run into one of these people. You know, I had this paranoia when I go out that I like run into someone I had dated, and it never, never happened. At least I don't recall it. Happening. Well, yeah, how are you gonna run into former dates at a movie theater? You can't see the other ones. Wow. <laughs> 
Wait, really? <laughs> That's what you said earlier. Slobbering idiot. Uh, but no, I would go other places occasionally. But uh, yeah, never. And I, I usually dated people that were far away from where I lived. That was intentional. Plus, I lived in the hood. Yeah. And I didn't want you know, just. It was hard to meet people in the hood that uh, you wanted to hang out with. Were you a serial uh, as far dater? As dating. What's that? Were you a serial dater? Like, did you date all the time? No, no. It was hard to get dates. You know, when you're fat, it's hard to get dates. Women don't give you the time of day, so it's difficult. And plus, I worked in radio. I mean, I, for years, those years, I was dating heavily. I was working overnight weekend radio. Oh. And imagine uh, talking to some someone uh, online or something like that, and you're, you're trying to go out with them. And you say, well, I, I'm available every day except Friday night and Saturday night. I'm not available. <laughs> the two nights. I mean, what woman wouldn't jump at the opportunity uh-huh. to, and wouldn't be persuaded to to date a guy who's not available the two most popular nights of the week? Yeah, I get that problem right now. Anyways, you can follow me on Twitter at David J. Gascon. Anyways. Are you trying to get a date there? You, uh, <laughs> Don Juan over there, Prince Charming, huh? Yeah. Uh, swipe right, swipe right, Gascon. Oh, oh man. Plenty of fish, right? <laughs> ben, we go from Florida to Dallas where uh, the wife of a 72-year-old man in Dallas was charged with a fatal shooting of someone that he thought was a burglar and he contacted the lawyers. He called 911 and whatnot. This guy was charged with murder after shooting somebody that he thought was a burglar. Bond was set at $150,000. According to the reports, the perpetrator came into the apartment building. He was shot, killed, and the man that shot him, after he was done, he went right back to bed. Well, that's the definition of cold-blooded. So the, the guy's body was still in the yes, right there. Yes. Was he dreaming? Was he like sleepwalking when he did this? No, he just said no? it. <laughs> uh, well, we Florida to Dallas, Texas. You know, they have the gun laws and whatnot. People were a little gun happy down in uh, Lone Star State. Well, right? I know that's the cliche, but w- wouldn't like being a human being? Uh, I mean, I, I'm not against guns and all that i know maybe it's, that's not popular to say i'm not anti-gun i think there should be some uh some restrictions on it i don't think you should be like the old west but uh I, i'm fine with the right to bear arms and all that but my my god here i mean there are if i killed somebody i would have such guilt and such even if it was even if it was necessary i would still be like i took a life i mean that would be i would feel horrible yeah speaking of which you remember uh ray caruth right oh yeah uh yeah he was the behind the uh the uh, murder of his wife there. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I bring that up because this this woman in Florida, her name's Jesse Lopez, she was facing, she was in jail. She was facing felony charges of operating an unsanctioned weight loss clinic. Uh-huh. And then while she was in prison, she started talking to a couple cellmates and put a hit out for her husband at the time. And she got caught while she was doing that. She was a part of like this huge money laundering scheme, but they had officials and obviously undercover informants that were in there. And she was corresponding with a undercover police officer, going back and forth about putting a, a hit on her husband, making some phone calls through the communications that she gets on her one-time phone calls and whatnot. But uh, yeah, putting so a she hit- was planning this from behind the prison wall. Yes. Right. It's a very what El Chapo like. What a dumb bitch. I mean, my God here, Gascon. <laughs> uh, this is an acid test for stupidity. Well, I mean, common sense. Common sense. That is profound ignorance, and that woman deserved to get caught and uh, deserved uh, whatever punishment uh, she's going to get from this. I mean, Mike, I know you're not in your right mind when you're like, let's put a hit out on someone, but still, this is beyond uh, ridiculous here. Last one. Are you paper or plastic? Uh, 
I am a plastic, more of a plastic guy. All right, yeah, so am I. I bring that up because the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia, is making a little bit of history right now. The first major U.S. city right now in the United States to actually ban cashless stores. Now, there's a new bill that's out. It's supposed to go into effect during the summertime, but it was delayed. So now it's going to take part here in a couple of days. But basically, the bill prevents most retail locations from refusing to take cash. Now, it does not include parking garages, internet transactions, and wholesale clubs that operate on membership models, but it prevents them from charging people who use cash at a higher price than those who use cards. Now, people might think about, well, what does that all mean? It's simple. If you go to a gas station right now, just for example, I bought gas today. It was $4 a, a gallon, but if you if I use my credit card, it's four ten. So if I go cash, it's four dollars. If I go with a credit card, it's four ten. So really, I thought it was cheaper with cash. I thought uh, yes, yes, it is. Cheap. Yeah, yeah okay. cash I is cheaper. Thought, maybe I misunderstood what you said, but yeah. okay, so, I did. Yeah, so it is cheaper. Yeah, so they want the same. They want equality. Yes, cashless well, stores. Uh, I, I will tell you that you know if you if you want to budget, I started budgeting about a year ago to try to get out of debt and uh, pay off some stuff that I have uh, built up the uh, the great debt that I've built up in my life with uh, my wife's uh, as well in on this. But uh, any book you read, any advice from like Dave Ramsey and those type of people, they tell you that envelopes, cash envelopes, uh, you're supposed to you know, put. Put cash for your budget every week in an envelope and not spend any more than that budget, and you will actually get out of debt uh, faster that way. So uh, even though I use credit cards a lot because it's just easier uh, than going to the bank and getting cash and all that, uh, I I understand. Uh, you know, I, listen, it's uh, it is kind of ridiculous the the way they set it up where you get charged more one way than the other and and all that stuff. You don't uh, you don't sock away twenty five percent every uh, every pay period for your four hundred one k. Twenty five percent. Twenty five percent. Yes. You max no. out your four hundred one k, Ben. What's wrong with you? No, no. Listen, you taking some bad advice from a a dentist that used to work here. Television dentist. Television dentist. Who, by yes. the way, during this podcast, <laughs> sent me several text messages. I want you to know he was texting me. Yeah. Were they uh, in sexual uh, nature, or were they? No, no. He he listens to local radio in Los Angeles and then comments on the radio, like when stuff happens that is just uh, ridiculous. He'll tell me that. Uh, I can't believe I heard this on the radio. So and so said this. It's all people we we know and people we work with over the years. Was he critiquing their language or the way that they spoke or even the uh, the words that they used in a report? He's he's known for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a he's a dick. Uh, yeah, I mean he does all that stuff. Uh, okay. Absolutely. So sure. he, uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, all right. So uh, is that it? Put the ball on the baby uh, on the package or whatever. Yes. Yes. Put the yes. baby to bed. All those cliches. Blah 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 blah. All right. Uh, there it is. The fifth hour with Ben Mather. Thank you. If you love the podcast, boy, you really love it. If you're still listening, uh, f- just download it every week like you're doing right now. Subscribe. Tell a friend. That would help us out a lot. Give us a nice review. That would be pretty cool. With uh, vivid details, how much the the podcast has changed your life. The fifth hour with Ben Maller. Have a great weekend. Hopefully, my tongue will actually heal by the time I get back on the radio. If not, I might actually have to take a sick day, which would be embarrassing uh, next week. But have a great weekend, and thank you. Get right to the romance and find the way to wow this Valentine's with 1-800-Flowers.com. 
From classic roses and bouquets to decadent chocolate-covered berries, gourmet treats, and more. Surprise your Valentine with 1-800-Flowers.com. Right now, get the 18-stem Enchanted Rose Medley for $39.99 or upgrade to 24 red roses for $10 more. Go to 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 